And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I was waiting for you. <laughs> that, was, that was taking a little while. Sorry, we're we're on a new system, guys. So we're no longer we're no longer capped by the forty minute Zoom. Uh, we're not getting rushed off anymore. So it's all good though. Welcome back. Welcome two to hour two hour episode today. <laughs> two hours long. Strapping. Channeling our inner Joe Rogan. Yeah. Talking how was your weekend, mate? Nothing. Yeah, it was good. Thanks. Good weekend. Very chilled out. Bit a little bit of DIY. Little bit of building, breaking down. Bit of DIY. Yeah, just building. Shit, building, building stuff. Building a bed. Building furniture. Trying to. DIY. So my boiler last night blew up. Didn't blow up. It kind of like a fuse went in the thing and it's melted it. And there was there was clearly some kind of combustion and fire. So I shut <laughs> it up. I, I just have zero skills in that department zero and i was actually speaking to some friends about it on saturday we had lunch and we were talking about this exact thing because one of their dads who's now retired is basically like their full-time handyman <laughs> so like you know he's he laid a wood floor like an oak flooring he built them a a wood store outside their house this all sounds very like oh wow wood store but like <laughs> he just comes and builds stuff for them these mini projects and loves it like i just I haven't even got anything like that in my locker. Not even close. No, but that's like that's full carpentry, I think, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's, skill. That's a lifetime's worth of skill. It's yeah, I'm the same. It's probably the biggest source of my frustration, for one, and also point of contention in my relationship with Elle, <laughs> is the expectation that blokes can just do DIY. Yeah. And also me pretending like I can only makes us stress so much more when you know unless it's ikea i'm fucked it is a i'm exactly the same it's a massive i hate it more than more than most things and, I, <laughs> and i've said this you know to manny in the past she's like why don't you just learn why don't you get into it i was like do you like running 10 kilometers she's like no i i hate it it's like that's how i feel with <laughs> diy i get no satisfaction out of it for me for me it's the faff that comes along with it. It's the yeah. mess. It's the fucking tools everywhere. It's the having to inevitably go to B&Q and buy something I don't own. Yeah. And then coming back and realizing that's wrong and then going back and then, you know, little jobs take too long. But you are in a very unique situation because I would say that your wife, Elle, is probably better than you. Like the amount of times... I've been, we've been like on a call and like Elle's been on half term or something. And I'm like, oh, what's Elle up to? Oh, she's just painting the entire garden or she's just <laughs> painting an entire room on her own. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, honestly, mate, like, I'm being dragged into it. I'm like, you've got it so good. Well, you say that, but no, she's very good in, in that aspect. Don't get me wrong, but I still have to carry stuff. <laughs> Anything <laughs> else. And she is. I'm not slagging off here because that is fantastic. Don't she's, do that. She's very good at the, like you said, the decorating, the crafts. She did build build like a whole potting bench and stuff in the summer. She does love that sort of thing. But it's a it's bodgy. 
And I'm like, I've learned from many a shelves gone wrong just to do the work comes up front. Don't just start punning, like punching holes in walls and try and put shelves on. Do a bit of planning. Um, but no, you, you're not wrong. She is far superior. I'm, I'm trying to retain some sort of superiority in some aspect, but really she's uh, she's the goat when it comes to DIY. Yeah, I think I think it is like a it's probably a pretty common thing for most modern men. Yeah. <laughs> who are just just pretty shit at this. It's almost like we've skipped a step of evolution. Yeah. You know, the older generations just seem to be able to do it. But I think, you know, it's been passed down from parent to parent and that just stopped, I believe, with our with yeah. our entire generation. Exactly. But but bastards. You'll be the first one they call when the laptop goes down. You yeah. know, or they download a virus off their emails. It's just all right, I can help you with that. You come and put a shelf up around it. Let's not pretend. And I've got nice moisturized hands. <laughs> so I've got another virus again. It's like, we both know how. Yeah. Will you stop downloading that shit? <laughs> I've got a great story about porn virus, actually. So when... Oh, you're talking about porn? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you? <laughs> you dirty bastard. No, I was not talking about Come porn. on, let's hear this story. Um, so... So don't set it up with... A guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I was in Austria at the Red Bull office, a um, virus went round a multitude of different men. I guarantee it wasn't one of them wasn't me. But essentially what this virus did, it was attached to some German porn site or something. And when you went on the, the site after about a minute, it would take a picture with the webcam and then put the picture as your just fill the screen with the picture, and you c- couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> so like, like control alt delete, nothing. Will, it just freezes with whatever it's taken a photo of, and you could probably imagine what that might be at that point. Um, so there was like five or six blokes like going into IT like, early in the morning before the office is open. It's like, um, hi, uh, I've I've got a slight issue with one. So like, oh yeah, you're the third one today. Like come here. <laughs> Oh my god! How genius is that for that's, a virus? That's genius. That is like nightmare material. Oh my god! You just throw it in a lake, wouldn't you? Yeah. Where's yeah, your laptop? Uh, got nicked. It got yeah. nicked. Don't know. Punch yourself in the face. Make it believable. I was mugged. It's like in Salzburg. It's like mugged. <laughs> mugged. Reverse over the laptop. Yeah. Drive over it again. Yeah. Set it on fire and send it to space. Wow. Put it on a Chinese weather balloon. Get rid of it. Well, that scared me. So. Uh... <laughs> I'm covering up the you... webcam. <laughs> Why are you going upstairs wearing a balaclava? <laughs> oh, wow. Not yeah. me, we've digressed. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, adventure mindset. Yeah, anyway, cool adventures and rowing oceans and shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but back to you know the DIY. Big issue. Um, so yeah, I've got an electrician coming out uh, later on today. I don't know how much he's going to cost. Doesn't matter. He's going to say it. I'm going to have to pay it. So yeah, your hands are bound. My hands are bound. Uh, but you've had a pretty interesting morning. I have, actually. I have. And we, uh, yeah, as, as an introduction, we are, well, we're about to take on a bit of a series, aren't we? Where we, we've been doing a bit of research, looking at various people's morning routines, what their daily rituals are, apparently. And we're going to go through a bit of a series of trying them out seeing what we like seeing what of these things we can take forward and it's 
you know, it's it's different people from actors and actresses to politicians to Navy SEALs to you know whatever A-list celebrities. It's um it's interesting, and I kicked off today with none other than David Goggins. Wow, the Goggins. And um, yeah, it was it's been a tough morning. I'll be honest, it's obviously a, a shock to the system, to say the least. But it's, uh, firstly, there's all sorts of different like kinds of his day. I reckon there's there's 20 different types of what his daily routine is or his morning routine are. So we're kind of just picking, picking the easiest one. Uh, no, we're, we're picking like the most recent one that he was talking about on a podcast uh, a few weeks ago. But it's... Um, it's impressive to, to kind of say the least. So it, it starts uh, waking up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., a between 12 and 15 mile run starts, oh. fasted, oh. which is, uh, yeah, not, not good for me. Um, and then it goes in for a porridge with some blueberries. So I ordered exactly that. Uh, straight from there into the gym for an hour and a half. I did about an hour and 10. I was getting bored by that point. Um, and then, so like uh, at this point, it's, well, it's actually only like half nine or something, 10 o'clock, but you've already done about three and a half thousand calories. It's, it's mental. Uh, and you've only had a bowl of porridge. So I was kind of, uh, flagging at point one. I'm not sure Goggins was throwing the smoothies back that I was. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They were survival smoothies. Um, But yeah, it's been interesting. Got a little bike ride to do, another run. Um, And then, yeah, one thing that is controversial is apparently he stretches for two hours every day. Two hours. I mean, what's he Where's he finding the time? I know it's always, you know, he always says like, everyone's got the same 24 hours and stuff. It's like, that seems to be more than 22 hours, (laughs) 24 hours by my calculations. I know that that, I think that's the thing. When you look at some of the older ones that he did online, there's like little from his notepad, apparently. Um, And it's got three hours of sleep in it. You know, he's going to bed at 11.30 a.m. And he'd be waking up at 2.30 a.m. This was like when he was a Navy SEAL. And that is... That's not healthy, I don't think, in any capacity. Uh, definitely not sustainable. So fair play, fair play. It's it's eye-opening. Um, I'm battered already, and I've got some more stuff to do. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. So this is a very nice break in between time. And I'm not sure from, the, from his daily routine, like, what I will take forward. Nothing. I can't it's imagine stupid. it's going to be two hours of stretching. It's stupid. <laughs> So uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> there I am every day. Too. I'm, I'm the a, most relaxed man in history. I'm the most supple gentleman. <laughs> yeah. Love a meat. I just like to sit watching TV like a pretzel. <laughs> but like, I, so I was reading his book um, and got, I think, about halfway through, and just stopped. To be honest, like, it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't a bad book. Yeah. But it was just the. It's just the same thing over and over and over and over again. Every yeah. chapter was the same. You know, I ran a hundred miles. That was fucking hard. Uh, but I had self-talk and I beasted it because I'm a fucking beast. I'm the Goggins. It's like, okay, cool. Next chapter, same thing. Next yeah. chapter, same thing. It's like, okay, I get the picture. Like, yeah, fully understand you're a hard bastard. Yeah, you're a beast. 
you're a hard bastard, but you're not totally. living a you're not living a very good life, in my opinion. No, um, I think you know, just doing. So the, the total running miles are like 20 miles in a day. The total cycling is like between 30 and 50 or something miles a day. The stretching and stuff. It's like, no wonder he's got no cartilage in his knees. Yeah. You, you just can't do that every day. And he, I know he's obviously very conditioned for it and stuff. But, and it's a testament to his clearly next level mindset that he has that ability to just ignore some chronic injuries. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Bold one, bold one to start with. But that's no, good. I'm looking forward to to seeing what we uh, what we learn, and what we come up with. Yeah, I think it's going to be quite an interesting take on morning routines because, as we've said before, the morning routine fascination has just become a little bit too much and irrelevant. You know, I think the what someone does in the morning doesn't determine if they are successful or not. It's total yeah. horseshit. Yeah. So next week I'll be doing another well-known celebrities uh, and documenting that. But you know, I, I saw a video the other day uh, on Twitter from a bloke called Ed Milet. Yep. Or Ed Milet, I think. Yep. I don't know. Anyway, some bloke who you know, multi 150 million net worth and came from nothing. The classic American motivational business guru type bloke. Definitely on roids, by the way. The guy's a giant. Oh yeah, tank. And um, this was what he said. And I just wanted to play this uh, because it's, uh, well, I'll let you make your mind up on what he's actually discussing. Okay, let's hear it. Right, so. My day is 6 a.m. to noon, and I'm not crazy. You're crazy for thinking it takes 24 hours, just like some dude in a cave did 300 years ago. My second day starts at noon and goes till 6 p.m. That's day two. And then the next day is 6 p.m. to midnight. What I've done now is I have changed and manipulated time. I now get 21 days a week. Stack that up over a month, I'm going to kick your butt. Stack it up over a year, you're toast. Stack it up over five years, my entire life is different than it would have been otherwise. You're toast. That's my favorite bit. That's the best part. You're toast. So what good good lad Ed there is essentially, in my opinion, described is morning, afternoon, and evening. <laughs> yes, exactly right. I believe that's what he's describing. <laughs> yeah, I like that though. I wonder if he goes on like a week-long holiday, and it's just three days away. It's just... That's it's a, just like, i got 21 extra days. It's like, uh, hang on. <laughs> no, you don't. It's what quite you universal, about? the 24-hour day, isn't it? It's just like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Annoyingly... I my day into three days. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, annoyingly, it's... You know, if someone... If anyone just said that, you know, normal normal person just said that, You'd be like, get him in a padded room. Yeah. He's mental. Yeah, but he's earned whatever five hundred million bucks, whatever it is. People just make that association of he must be right. Yeah, he must know what he's talking about on all things because look at that car, look at that boat, you know, look at that house, and like, I that's totally you know that is the assumption that everyone makes. Definitely. But I really think that that's the uh, that's the error. Yeah. But, you know, people in the comments, they're absolutely eating up. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to try this. This is such a good way of viewing it. And, you know, like if that helps people, like, fair enough. But it just seems like total bollocks. Yeah. Uh, bizarre. Interesting. But, fuck it. Fair enough. Not yeah. harming anyone, is he? But just nonsense. No, he's just he's just rebranded a day. I've got a lot of time for that, actually. That, but that is a huge part of 
that personal development non-fiction world it is just reframing existing things that have you know been around for decades hundreds of years but you just put a new badge on it and call it something else and then just pedal that in a new book totally totally it's like this is a little bit different but reminded me of it when you said that was you know how like leather being like the primary like material the premium material in vehicles luxury vehicles and stuff uh, and plastic being the the shit material basically and with the tesla cars they call their seats vegan leather but like you look at how it's made of, it's plastic basically <laughs> and it's like they've called it vegan leather and people just laughing it up hook line and sink it. i mean it looks great but it's plastic yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but like that's that's just kind of what it. vegan leather is. It's just amazing. Yeah, I love, I love vegan leather. I'm actually wearing <laughs> vegan leather trousers right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing any. <laughs> <laughs> You're on Goggins time. <laughs> stay hard. Not like that. <laughs> you got to stay hard for three hours a day. It's like, oh, shit. I can't. Yeah, so what do you think these pills are? I've got a virus on my laptop. I can't do it. <laughs> okay, so that's good on you for, for doing the Goggins morning. Three yeah. days recovery. Uh, or nine days in Ed Milet's world. But um, <laughs> so the next the next thing I want to bring up was a story I found this morning, actually. It's just hot off the press. And actually, we'd mentioned this in a previous episode around kind of the adventure mindset segment. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically around a guy called Jamie Douglas Hamilton. Great name for an adventurer, by the way. Double the barrel. Whatever. Double the barrel. And uh, I think when you last mentioned it, it was probably about six months ago, maybe a bit longer. Him and a team were basically about to set off to row an ocean row, but down in the Antarctica region. So they were going to try and go from King George Island, wherever that is, to South Georgia. I think it was going to be a total of, I don't know, just under a thousand miles. But, you know, those conditions, absolutely gnarly, would have been crazy. But he, they had to bail from it because during lockdown and COVID, he went for a, a scan, realized he had some heart condition. And if he'd gone, he would have died 100%. So he had heart surgery. Five months later, him and I think four others or five others jumped into this little rowing boat, exactly the same kind as we did, and spent six days rowing 407 miles. But the I've, I've seen a couple of videos from it. The conditions, yeah, it's frostbite. You know, They can't feel their hands, can't feel their legs. It's like snowing. They're going past massive glaciers, massive kind of huge icebergs like the size of like skyscrapers, dolphins, uh, no dolphins, sorry, orcas, <laughs> um, penguins, like proper horrendous. It looked appalling. Yeah, absolutely that's, appalling. That's epic. It's only when you mentioned it earlier today, because um, I think, like I said, when we were talking about it last time, a guy, Mike, who was on that trip, is a guy that we spoke to before the row uh, to give him some advice when, when he did the Atlantic. Okay, uh, so I have him on Facebook and I just had a quick look when you, um, yeah, when you mentioned it and he's, he's got a post on there basically saying like, you know, long story, things will come out about it um, failed to make the, you know, the, the total distance, um, but we're alive and he's got like a load of pictures in there and he just finished with a hashtag didn't die. So it sounds like an eventful one. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it looks the full, like, I don't even know what you call them, the full suits. Um, I imagine falling in the water there is 
Uh, you've got a matter of minutes, I suppose, or like maybe even seconds. It's uh, it's going to be cold, isn't it? Yeah, and they uh, reading the article. They were saying you know they almost capsized three or four times, and it, if you're going in there, you are in really big trouble. But you're you're rowing in survival suits twenty four seven. That was it. Yeah, survival suit. Yeah, they all got the fucking full nets and, like, and apparently like in the cabins because obviously those boats they're so thin. It's like minus six in the cabin. Oh. And like the, I think back to our row, and you know the the main, the biggest challenge was, you know, it's just attrition. Obviously, it's, a, it's a way way longer. But you know, it was days on the deck, and it was hot and sunny. And you're reading or listening to a podcast. Not not the case. Yeah, properly savage. And I think one bloke had to be rescued because he just had bad seasickness, couldn't shake it. Really. And then two of them started to get hypothermia. So I couldn't feel the hands, couldn't feel their feet, and then started just unshake, uh, uncontrollably shaking from the torso. And they're like, "Right, we need to, we need to can this because we're we're all gonna die." So, fucking hell! Got to put a couple of heaters on those boats. Yeah, but what was interesting about the whole thing? So they were they were doing it in memory of a bloke called Harry McNish, and Harry McNish was the carpenter on the Shackleton expedition that you know the most famous expedition polar expedition of all time where they obviously got surrounded by ice we've actually done a podcast on this before um and he was kind of this unknown hero in that story but when they obviously got stranded he was the carpenter and he built a raft which they eventually escaped on out of scrap wood used seal blood uh to like and flour to like seal the hull and he had like he had like lost he'd already lost two fingers, couldn't feel it. He had full frostbite and built them this boat that eventually got them to safety. But he didn't receive the kind of the polar medal because he fucking he fell out with Shackleton. Madness. <laughs> Shackleton was like, and who else did it? Oh no, no one else. No one else. He didn't do anything, and just canned him basically. That's outrageous. Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool then. So this guy, he did exactly the same trips. It was on on the same. That's mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Barney's meant that he's uh, not got his medal. Basically, yeah. Shackleton the Divas got the hump with him and just not included him in any of the stories. Or, you know, he's one of the only ones who didn't get a medal, even though he basically saved them all. I wonder how many times Shackleton's been called a diva. <laughs> it's like the most iconic like explorer. In Fuck it, really. It's like, hey, Shackleton, mate, can we move over? It's like, don't speak to me, you scum. That's yeah, it. Exactly. I've lost it. Don't ever talk to me again. You're never going down in the history books. Yeah, exactly. He just got a good PR campaign around him, Shackleton. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah, mental story. Um, But that, that's that's nails to that fair play to to that group of guys who tried that, you know, didn't make the thing, but it doesn't matter. No, that's still a hell of an adventure, isn't it? Still set a world record for the longest row in the... Southern Ocean, so yeah, fair play to them. That's um, that's big boy stuff. Be pretty cool getting up next to some uh, penguins and orcas and stuff, wouldn't it? Orcas not interested, thank you. Yeah, penguins, lovely little things. Yeah, orcas, as we said before, the mafia of the sea, not interested. Yeah, amazing. Fair play, fair play. Mm. Um, yeah. right, bucket list. Where where are we going with this week's bucket list? Then come on. So. Firstly, we've we've started speaking about a couple of next adventures, and we which I don't think we're at a place yet where we can articulate them on here. But there are some there are some things going on behind. Oh the scene. yeah, there are rumors. 
mainly just Google searches, nothing particularly <laughs> extravagant at the moment. But um, so that's on the horizon, you know, and I think we'll be updating our bucket list at some point in the near future. Uh, but what I thought was quite interesting this week was uh, I spoke to a friend of mine who I used to work with, Chappers, you know him, one of the only listeners to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> literally, the three people listen, he's one of them. Uh, so shout out to you, Chappers. But he basically messaged me after the last episode where we you were talking about the Super Bowl and, you know, how... You know, people were paying $8,000 a ticket, but it was one of those moments that's a bucket list moment. You'll never forget it. You're a super fan, like worth it in our opinion. Yeah. And so Wasserman, which is a, a big kind of sports marketing agency where I used to work with, with Chappers and he's been there for ages. So apparently the classic kind of gold Rolex routine of being in a job for 10 years, but instead of a gold Rolex, you get a bucket list fund. So the company will give you $5,000 to go and spend and give you the time off to go and do something, something you've always wanted to do, whether that's, you know, go and climb this or sail there or whatever it is, Formula One, anything. So he was, you know, asking, he was like, actually, one of the things I had in mind was the Super Bowl. But having then noticed that it's $8,000 average price, he's like, it's probably not the best thing to spend it on. He's like, I don't know what to do. So... I thought what might be quite an interesting thing for us to do is maybe try and give him an idea. $5,000 limit. What could you do? You know, you could do either something that you could do for cheap, but it could be long and, you know, by expiration, or it could be just one absolutely baller night. Yeah, that's a great question, isn't it? $5,000. What What do you do? Whoa. Um I reckon there's probably somewhere in between. I think there's a happy medium, cop-out answer. But yeah, you've got on one end of the spectrum, if it was all about seeing how far you could make that money go, you could probably do close to a year, I reckon, with some good travel. But you're in hostels, or you're camping, you're really, you know, you're stringing it together, um, which personally for me doesn't really appeal to me that much. Um, it might be an age thing, but I, I just feel like I'm not getting the most out of something if I'm, you know, staying in a, in a dump or, you know, that, that for me isn't, isn't buckless. And then on the other side, you've got, like you said, a one massive blowout one day. Yeah. I don't know. Amazing hotel, amazing golf course, big bender, something, you know, basically Vegas for a night or something. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's a spectrum. I reckon. I reckon you could you could have a a bloody good month. Um, what are you looking at there? Yeah, twelve hundred quid a week. You could do a lot for that. But I think it's it's whether you what like what the challenge or the adventure is or the experience that you want to have. If it is going uh, like in a helicopter or something, you're probably going to burn that cash quite quickly. Yeah. If you want to go trekking through Patagonia, for example, it's probably going to cost you about fifty quid once you get yeah. there. Yeah. So, yeah, personally, a month in Barbados. <laughs> there, I've said it. There, I'm doing it. I'm doing some light water sports. I'm all inclusive. Uh, I mean, just fucking hell. Barbados ain't cheap. <laughs> no, you ain't getting a month there. You probably you get a week. Get a month there unless you're living in the bins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. What What? What would be your? What would be up your street? I, I think... You know, if it was, you have to go and spend this on something. I was just thinking when you were speaking then, 
my initial reaction was to go and play one of the major courses in the US. You know, one of the big boys, you know, Sawgrass or something like that, Pebble Beach. Ooh, whether that's actually realistic for that budget is actually still probably <laughs> probably yeah. going to be too small, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So if we're having to stick to that budget, I would do probably a week, maybe 10 days golf tour through somewhere a little bit abstract like Thailand. Oh, great courses. Super cheap when you're there. Or maybe maybe even South Africa. Mm. You know, you could do different golf course every couple of days, amazing meals in between, maybe a bit of safari, whatever. But like, but something based around golf would be my thing. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like it. Oh, it's got it's got me thinking that as there's. Fuck yeah, I don't know. I, I bloody love a bit of skiing and snowboarding as well. So mm. I'd maybe try and make that happen, like a ski tour or something. Um, but again, five k isn't what it used to be, is it? It's not. Ski touring does look fun, like a big one. Yeah. That'd be unreal, wouldn't it? Yeah, I do unreal. like the idea of that. Just get wiped out by an avalanche, but those dangers just make things a little bit more exciting. Or it's you go and eat at the best restaurant in the world and you stay in the hotel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe eat there twice. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, still full. <laughs> you know, it's just like a, a memory you're always going to have. Yeah. But, you know, $5,000, it's a lot of money, but it can go far, I think. I think that, yeah, that's the good thing about that amount of money is you've got to get strategic so you would get the most out of it. Yeah. And you'd have to really want to go for that best meal or really want to do that thing in Vegas, for example, if you're just going to blow it all in one go. For sure. But I feel like, yeah, if it's a bucket list thing, it's uh, it should be a bit more of a a life experience, like a amazing golf course, or yeah, I don't know, maybe something you would. I don't, I'm taught. I'm literally going back and forth because a lot of people wouldn't just spend their own money on a tea time for whatever thousands of pounds would they. Whereas if it was like ah, you know, I've just been given this to do something I really want to do, I'm gonna remember forever. It's like yeah, fuck, it's the perfect thing to do. I tell you, I've got a. I've got one that I <laughs> that I think could be good is you get that five thousand dollars and you chuck it on roulette. <laughs> Mental. You go right five grand black, and then that determines what you do. I mean, it's either you do something great or you go you, home. You go home. <laughs> yeah, but, maybe put four grand on just right. to give yourself a little expenses for the train home. But then, then what? All right, quickly, what would you do with ten grand? Two weeks playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what I just said. Double it. Yeah. Double it. What I do is between six a.m. and twelve p.m. That's yeah, that day yeah one. exactly. I do, do three days worth. But let we'll we'll follow this. I'll make sure to to keep keep in touch with Chappers on what he's going to spend it on because maybe we can be his advisors. Oh, yeah, I mean, maybe there's room for a couple more on the golf course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see. Where are you playing? It's like locally. <laughs> a pitch and putt. You? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, we'll keep we'll keep that. It's not going to become its own segment yet. He's got to work for it, but it could I, be. I, I've, I've got a question again. Okay. Just, I, I want to know the T's and C's of this 5K, basically. Right, I'm not sure I'm going to know them, but fire it away. Like, without, I'm going down the golf route here, but it could be anything. It could be a subscription. But, like, could you just do a golf membership? <sighs> yeah. Uh, no. I don't no, think it's not so. an experience, really, is it? No. Well, like, what did you do, what did you do with your Wasserman um, fund? It's like, oh, we got a lovely new sofa. Zero uh, percent <laughs> through dreams.com. <laughs> well, if that's in the bucket list. Hey, this, I mean, some, some people's dreams are, are different. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll go on a cruise. Mental. <laughs> I think that could, that could be legit. Fucking sailing around with a bunch of old people. You love a cruise. Never in my life have I been on a cruise. You won't stop going on about Yacht Week. That's just a glorified cruise, by the way. Absolute. That's a flotilla. What are you doing in Yacht Week? That's a flotilla. You're sailing around. Yeah. From from location to location. Yeah. That's a cruise. It's a flotilla because you're on your own boat. That makes it sound even worse. A cruise ship is a floating hotel. Do you know how many people die on cruise ships? <laughs> Whoa. Nor do I. Nor do I, but it's loads. Nor do I. I it's... bet you it's not as many as who die on Yacht Week. <laughs> no, that's fucking true. Definitely not. Definitely not. I saw four people die on Yacht Week in, in six days. I'm joking. I didn't. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah, cruise it. Ooh. Like it. Cruising like with Jay McDonald. Have you watched that show? No, who's she? Nor me. Nor me. Who's she? Uh, some northern woman. <laughs> like it. Will she? Will she join the bucket list idea? She's on loose women, I think. Never seen. She it. just goes on these cruises and they they follow around with a camera. She's one of those. She's a loose woman, but she's also, if it was a man saying the stuff she's saying, like there'll be like a a hot waiter or something, and she'll like grab his bum. Oh right, okay. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's a piece of me. That it's like, hang on a minute. That is exactly like how are you allowed to do that? <laughs> you can't do that. Just just back to back innuendos. It's one of those shows. It's great. Old that, school reporting. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of time for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, talking about cruising and boats and cleaning <laughs> boats. <laughs> yeah. That that's a point. Yeah. We'll go on to the onto the memory section, shall we? Mm, right. Do you want to describe this and then I'll tell the truth? Um, I'll describe <laughs> it how I saw it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And good. then you can come and uh butcher butcher it yeah okay go for it so uh, just quickly if you are interested there's some fantastic videos on youtube about behind the scenes on cruise ships so do go and have a look they are fantastic floating marvels um and on that note what do you mean just channel that's basically i think 90 percent of channel 5's commissioning budget is <laughs> Building the world's biggest cruise, or the cruise has gone wrong, or a cruise with Jay McDonald. I, I'm so I fall for all those thumbnails. This cruise ship spends 1.5 million a day on food. It's like, yeah, <laughs> get me in on there. Um, so yeah, do, do check that out. But yeah, our boat clean is very, very <laughs> different. So we were to set the scene two weeks into the row. Things that hadn't been going smoothly, to say the least. You know, we'd already capsized. I'd had seasickness. 
Told me he was crying in the cabin every night. Um, <laughs> ear yeah, shaking. I was it. picking up your shifts because you were ill. I'm picking so up my shit. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> well, I'm that. that as well. It did float back on once. It, it, um, that's a whole other story. <laughs> anyway, so we, you know, apart from that, we're rowing so slowly that life is forming on the hull of the boat. So, uh, what is it that? Barnacles and stuff, basically. Mollusks. Yeah, all all the good stuff. Basically, we're going walking pace, so it's got a chance to to join the bottom of the boat. So we would have to jump in, clean the bottom of the boat to reduce the drag um, so we could go a little bit faster. Uh, That's the hope. It's all about marginal gains when you're on the uh, when you're on the ocean for most people at least crocodile shit that was by the way yeah exactly um so the plan was to jump in clean the bottom of the boat get back in carry on going um and we'd waited about two weeks to do the first boat clean and just as we were about to jump in we were just having a spot of lunch beforehand and we actually saw a massive shark breach the water uh tommy saw it i was facing the other way uh, but it was more than enough to ship me up completely um so we actually postponed that initial boat clean i didn't sleep for a day um but we postponed that boat clean for two weeks just pretty confident that said shark was following us um and then eventually so four weeks in now we're making the days arrived we think we're clear of the shark we've almost certainly got some stuff on the boat now that needs to be removed so we've got a subway card and a credit card as the tools to, to clean the bottom of the boat and um i'm not gonna lie it was one of the scariest things it was actually the scariest part of the entire row you did not like it you were not happy no wasn't didn't didn't see the need of it i could clean the boat from inside and, I, and you tried <laughs> my little arm didn't go very far under the boat that's for sure but just imagine, guys, again, let me set the scene for you. We're, <laughs> we're about five, 600 miles more into the row at this point. It's about six kilometers deep. We've seen whales. We've seen dolphins. We've seen a shark. We've seen jellyfish. See loads of jellyfish. And it's six kilometers deep. And I've got to jump in and clean the boat, not knowing what is down there. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't think twice about that tell me you you got yourself into a you got in your own head didn't you big time yeah yeah i mean to be fair i didn't have anything else to do so i was just really building it up in my head of what might go wrong so you you know you you got onto the side of the boat you were sat there butt naked with your legs up in the air that's part of the issue as well actually (laughs) just just just, it was just like no it was just like oh this is just gonna be fucking terrible anyway you jumped (laughs) in and I, was, I remember watching it. I, was, I just couldn't stop laughing. I could just see how worked up you'd made yourself. And you were just, just scanning down constantly, just looking around like something was about to just grab you. That's all and, I could see in my head. And whilst you're looking around, you've you got one hand under the boat, like just fucking just <laughs> like, it's like you're wiping your ass. And you no, I'm, I'm way more thorough when I'm yeah. doing that. And it was like, oh, right. And you jump back on, you're like, done. And it's like, <laughs> what you're like i'm done there's nothing down there i've done it (laughs) i've cleaned the whole thing so i watched the video back the other day and uh you you jumped in you you're in the water for a total of 48 seconds that's longer than i thought it was going to be actually i was in the water for seven minutes 
Yeah, but you there was nothing for you to do because I'd already cleaned it. <laughs> That's the thing. The thing that was mental about that whole thing is it wasn't even there wasn't. Oh, even it was a waste of time. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. There, nothing there was nothing there. there. So I was just being efficient. You were. But you <laughs> wanted to go for a swim. Clearly, it was for some reason. I'm yes, yeah, sitting on the end of the boat. Just li- the only thing going through my head was this massive thing coming up from the depths, dragging me back down there. Fucking six, mental, what you tell six, yourself. Six kilometers deep, though, is. It's it's almost like I, I don't even know what it's called. Actually, it's still just called vertigo, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, probably. But you just look down, and you know, even if you're in water, it's still it's that feeling of height and depth. And yeah, yeah, it Effective. is. It's like yeah, I'm, we're fucking tiny, basically. <laughs> it it was uh, yeah, it was quite daunting. Oh yeah, I'm I definitely uh had an elevated heart rate. That's for sure. <laughs> the was. second the second and third time we got in it was much more chilled yeah yeah uh, we swam away from the boat and stuff didn't we but oh god it was so funny madness yeah i mean the audio from that is just me squealing <laughs> like a baby cow it's madness <laughs> we'll save you that one though but yeah another another fantastic memory brilliant brilliant well i think i don't know how long we've been going we're, we're on that we're on the 40 minute mark oh god we're efficient we just can't help it now. It's a habitual. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, well, well done for this morning again. Thank you. You'll be, you'll be putting a video together of that. There'll be a little short video coming together. I'm going to put me, uh, me running shoes on shortly and uh, see if my legs still work. But yeah, yeah. stay hard, guys. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, ciao. <laughs>